First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, dobre den, and welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, The Pot of the Everyman. The Two Beers Podcast, episode 118. Round two. Uh, I'm Jordan here with Drew for round two, which we'll explain here in a second. Drew, how you doing this week? Well, luckily for you, my reboot time is outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Got a re- did, you ever, did you ever see that movie with Vince Vaughn and uh, Owen Wilson, The Internship? Um, Yes. Yes, they take they take they take him to the strip club and the one guy's getting his first lap dance and he's like gotta go to the bathroom seven different times. <laughs> gotta say the reboot time is really impressive. Oh man! So <laughs> let's 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 uh, fake crack this beer and then we'll explain the reboot comment. Ready? Alrighty, alrighty, and Ruski. a three, and a two, and, and a one. one. Uh, the reason why we have to fake crack the beer is because um, we had started recording. And we were 25 minutes into a beautiful boxing segment. And somehow, you know, I'm always looking at notes and, and, and teeing up my next comments and stuff with my phone. And I dropped my phone approximately three to four inches onto my laptop. And the whole damn screen goes away. And it's like we couldn't save what we had recorded. Nothing. And uh, I'm just... I, I I needed a moment to collect myself, and like the tech is the hardest part of of all of this. Like, I so many times my person like I listen back and my personality just doesn't come out because I'm just worried about like looking at the time, worried about the tech, like making sure I got all the notes lined up, and it's just like, gah! I just want to smack something or someone or myself. But, Sigh. I, I wish I could remember, but you made a, a hilarious joke at the beginning of the original recording that I was cracking up, and it's lost. It's lost. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, well, so so we uh, we found out through uh, some of our contacts we are the 152nd most listened to podcast in, in Ireland. That's as, right, yeah. I said we're as going of, inter- international. As, as, as of last night, and they were like, yeah, they love us over in Ireland. And I was like... You know, I'm it's it's my it's my, my O'Brien descent, and uh, I'm I'm actually related to one of the former like lines of kings there, King Brian Baru. And I was and, like, oh man, you're you're like Uhtred over there. Like, what if what if you're one of the what if you're like the Prince of Welles or something? Yeah, I said for all, for all I know, like um they they're they're just waiting for me to come over there and reclaim the throne. They're just like, yeah, man, we just we just need you to reforge this broke this this broken sword, and then you can just this this this. this. <laughs> you're like you're like Aragorn, king of yeah, the I'm north. Yeah, I'm like Aragorn. Just just waiting for me to put this damn sword back together so I can be the king over there. <laughs> take take over England. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so good. Not oh, this man. day. <laughs> this day we fight. It is a fine blade. Unfortunately, uh, your your big thanks to your cell phone. We'll never. We'll never I do really have a big ca- cell phone. We'll never. Yeah, we'll never really capture it. See another reason, and I an iPhone wouldn't have done that. You and your stupid Android. You and your stupid Android. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Well. 
Anyway, um, the uh, the pay-per-view this past Wait, did weekend. you say what you were drinking? Did I say what I was drinking? Oh, no, no, we didn't. We did the first time, not this time. <laughs> I'm, I'm sipping on some, some Jack and ginger. I had a ginger ale that needed to be drunk. My The Jack Daniels on my bar was just like... It was calling out to me, so I figured, why not just put the? It's like it's like the it's like the guy that you know put chocolate and peanut butter together for the first time. Just it had to be done. You remember the Family Guy uh, skit of that? Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> the cop. <laughs> yeah, this is hey, Officer. Hey, officer this is pretty Reese's. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so good. Yeah, I, I have a nectar of the gods, Trogues Nugget Nectar, this year's version. It is delicious. Uh, it's seven and a half percent. I'm honestly all the way, almost all the way through a can already. It is. It's uh, all right, big time. Um, but the uh, the boxing weekend that was, and we had all this beautiful analysis. It was really so for, now we have to recap the recap for no. for a piece of shit paper that no, I didn't engage a lot of interest. We were crushing the hell out of that man. <laughs> that is really unfortunate. Um. But let's just get into. I'll, I'll, well, I'll, maybe I'll be even better the second time around to to cut some time out of that. But I've never so we had, spoken to any women. In uh, that. We had we had we had PBC's first pay per view of the year. Um, first first pay per view since Deontay Wilder's big comeback in in October um, twenty twenty two. Uh, we had not not a big pay per view in terms of the matchups, but they had three three big names: Gervonta Tank Davis, who you know sells everywhere he goes. Jerome Boots Ennis, Philly Zone, big, big, big favorite of the pod. And Boo Boo Andrade, who, you know, 34, never been at a big fight, but he's back after a long absence. He's with PBC. Um, Andrade's fight, he, came, you know, he, 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 he got dropped in the fourth round, even though it was called a push. Uh, pretty ridiculous because he got pushed, wasn't even off balance. Uh, and then got hit with a three a three piece combo that floored him. So I'm really not sure what was going on there. I did not watch that entire fight, but I know he got a few knockdowns of his own. Uh, he walks away with a decision. So now, now we're really looking at what's next. What's next for Andrade? You know, in all his interviews, he said, "I came to PBC. I want I I want Maul Charlo. Um, I don't see how that fight's happening anytime soon." Um, Charlo hasn't defended his WBC title in, I think it's something crazy like 600 days, something absolutely insane. Or one time, he's fought once in one 600 days. Yeah, he's fought like that. one time in 600 days, which is is just insane. And I mean, he my 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 gut tells me he's gonna come back and fight a tomato can that they're gonna you know they want to want so they'll have somebody come up as a man out of nowhere and be his mandatory. Um, for that belt, he'll fight there, and then they'll probably, you know, if they can't get Canelo uh, to fight uh, under the PBC banner for a pay per view, then they will try to line up Charlo versus the winner of Plant and um, uh, Benavides. That's my guess. So everybody that's getting pumped up for Andre, they couldn't. They 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 were they were, they've been at one sixty like their entire careers, and there was zero reason for them not to fight. Unless you just want to use the bullshit DAZN PBC, you know, side of the street nonsense was is just silly. If fighters want to fight, they'll make it happen. Um, so I I don't think it'll be any different now. Maybe again, maybe if all other things fall out, they'll put them together. But that's just a 
that's my two cents. I know you didn't watch any of that fight, so I'll just keep yeah. It I didn't watch any of this pay per view, um, I, and I didn't bother to go back and, and and watch it. I just once I saw the results and I saw some of the highlights on Twitter, I was like, okay, I, I'm I'm not gonna waste my time. Yeah, enough enough has been seen. So, um, so then we had Boots. Uh, Boots fought Karen Chazashashash. I'm not even gonna try. They don't pay me to pronounce names correctly on the podcast, so I'm not even gonna go for it. Um, you know this was Boots. You know. Gets the decision first time he goes the full twelve. Uh, cost us our parlay because we had boots by stoppage, um, which is a little thanks, disappointing. Thanks, uh, <laughs> um, he won all twelve rounds. Uh, you know, fought a little bit of an awkward guy. Kara was a little bit of an awkward fighter. Um, and again, this is a guy who you know we we joked about how Tiafimo keeps you know, he keeps complaining. Well, top you know, top rank's gonna get me a better dance partner. As if you you should only fight guys that are gonna do what you <laughs> only gonna fight you the way you want them to fight you to basically you know fight to you know fight towards your skill set that that makes you good. Um, so I thought you know this I you know good test for boots to go the full twelve and to fight a guy um, again to fight a guy who wasn't just going to allow him to dictate the style that he wanted. Um, that being said, I mean again boots boots has he is basically the Goldberg of uh boxing right now he has never lost a round in his professional career i think he was at 78 straight rounds before this fight and he just won on the scorecards he won all 12 again so he might be up to like 90 straight rounds one uh to start his career where he's pretty crazy yeah, and he started. I said they they just they one just one of the after, things I was trying to find on my phone when I dropped my phone. <laughs> <laughs> they should um, but they you know what they should do in between in between each round of his fights now they should just play the Goldberg music, just like keep playing it until he actually loses until he actually looks like he maybe lost a round and then you can stop doing it because it's pretty wild. Um, you know naturally you had a lot of guys that were you know saying ah oh, boots boots isn't right you can see boots isn't ready for you know these big time guys. You know, he got a little exposed. It's like, listen, he just, he fought an awkward fighter. Again, that, like, not every fighter, and that's why, like, you can talk about matchmaking and, you know, uh, these, you know, Eddie Hearn's an idiot. He puts, you know, put Joshua in there with Usyk, Canelo with this guy. Like, so, like, should your guys only fight guys that they're going to beat up and make them look good? Like, how many, 30 fights? Like, he's had 30 fights. There's a boot, boot, this is a Boots' ninth fight. You know what I mean? Right, like, exactly. people want to still call him a prize. It's like, how are you still prospering with 30 fights? Like, can we get serious now? Like, we don't know whether or not you're, like, a legitimate guy after 30 fights. Come on, man. And that's not me. Like, I love Boots. I, I think Boots is um, way on his way up there. Um, and this fight didn't change. It, it, it didn't change the my, my mind at all. Um, you know, the only criticism you come away with is that, you know, he could have probably started. I think you, you alluded to it um, when our first on, recording, on the, lo- the lost. It's it's like remember uh, Tupac and the lost tapes. Remember that? Like the, the what? The, the lost tapes. Didn't Tupac have the lost tapes? I don't know. Yeah, that's like the, the lost pod. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, he he did mention how um he wishes he would have stepped on the gas a little bit more to try and get him out of there. Yeah. Um, and you had some people that were criticizing him a little bit, saying he was getting touched up a little too much. But listen, like. You can't have it both ways with Boots. Like Boots is an offensively aggressive fighter. He wants to, you know, he wants to excite the fans. Like, it, it, you know, it's not bullshit what they say. Like, if you want to, if you if you want to land punches, you're gonna get hit with punches. Like, it's not. 
unless you're just throwing jabs and getting you know jab jab out jab jab out like you can't you can't criticize a guy like Shakur and say he's not exciting he's not going to sell tickets but then criticize a guy like Boots and then when Boots gets, yeah. Yeah, gets aggressive <laughs> yeah. and, Boots, and gets Boots touched is start, a little yeah. bit exactly Boots is doing the exact opposite you, yeah. I mean look at the greats throughout boxing like other than Floyd like people get hit like it's it's okay like you you're gonna get hit it's just a matter of yeah throwing more and absorbing those hits in a way that don't like deteriorate your condition <laughs> yeah exactly um no, knowing how to take a punch 100 percent. so boots wins he's now even though he was already a mandatory he's now i guess the official mandatory mandatory whatever that oh. means for wink, wink, uh, nudge nudge yeah, for Errol, what Errol Spence's titles, I I don't fully, I don't fully grasp it because um, he was already a mandatory, but I guess he's just a further mandatory now. Um, yeah, so that's a thing. So we'll we'll see what what happens there, uh, and then that led us to the main event: Gervonta Take Davis, Hector Garcia. Um, you know, some people were excited for this; thought this was a really good fight for Tank. Uh, even though Garcia's never fought at 135, he's moving up from 130 after having two fights there. Uh, you know, uh, he he beat up Chris Colbert, who was a big time prospect for PBC. Uh, famously, was you know <laughs> Colbert was <laughs> he was famous for running around the ring uh, just to not get knocked out and celebrating, basically celebrating. He lost a fight, but celebrated not getting knocked out, which was just <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then he he wins the title. I forget who he beat for the uh, for the hundred and thirty pound strap, but um, a little bit of momentum there. Uh, but he's a guy. He was a guy that was there was there to be that was going to be there to get hit again. Very tailor made opponent for Tank. Uh, carbon carbon copy Tank Davis fight exactly how you thought it was basically basically like Andy Reid scripted the first fifteen plays exactly the same as every other game. Um, you know, slow start. As, as some might say, the old Xerox machines where you had to, you know, tear off the edge of the paper because it was just an exact photocopy. Yeah, that's that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. Um, you know, in the first in the first three rounds, I think you know, Tank landed 12, 12 punches. Garcia thirteen, very slow. And then Tank Tank's Tank landed between rounds three and eight or four and eight. Tank landed landed between thirteen and eighteen shots in each round. Um, in the eighth round, he landed eighteen shots to three from Garcia. Really hurt him with a, a, a combination that ended with a a hook to the. It wasn't. It didn't look like it was just right on the temple temple, but hit him right on the side of the head. Um, maybe that the led, equilibrium button a little bit, or yeah, or right maybe button, and closer then, to like the, the the orbital almost. Yeah, and it, it led to you know Garcia in his corner basically telling his trainers that he couldn't see uh, and not coming out for the ninth round. So Tank Davis wins by by TKO uh, in the ninth round. Another you know Tank, I think he's got a ninety four percent knockout rank now. Um, I personally, I I think he was concussed. Um, he said he couldn't see. I was I was listening to uh, Algeri and uh, and Canobio um, earlier this week, and Algeri Algeri had said that you know there was a time in a fight where you know you know he he couldn't see anything. The lights the lights just went out. And it's just you know until they come back on, what can you do? Like you can't go out and defend yourself. Um, so I but yeah, I I I just think I still think Raleigh was, I still think Raleigh was concussed after after their fight. Um, he oh, yeah. just you know couldn't walk. 
<laughs> uh, with that with that stanky leg that he had. So again, Tank wins a fight. Uh, you know, I, I thought he showed again. He showed why he's he's one of the best counter punchers in in boxing today. A lot of power. Uh, but all this does is it sets up now. Uh, Gar- Ryan Garcia, Tank Davis. April fifteenth has been floated out. It was you know that uh, what's his face? Gotta love um, tax day. Yeah, good old tax day. Got such an accountant. Um, <laughs> Oscar and his fake abs on uh, on Instagram uh, said that's what they're aiming for. Uh, Tank Tank insinuated everything's done on his side. They're just waiting on Garcia. Uh, you want you want to know my bold my bold prediction on that fight? Oh, I can't wait. I don't even think it happens in 2023, and if it does, maybe December 2023. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I keep coming, I keep trying to come up with ways that you're wrong. Yeah, well, there's two. two, And and I, I guess the biggest one would be like Ryan really wants it, but at the same time, like. PBC's not going to want to have two pay-per-views yeah. in the same month. And that's what I'm saying. So two so two two things right now. One, uh I didn't realize how serious this hit and run thing is for Tank. Um you know, the fact that he was involved the hit and run involved him and a car that he had had four people in it. Three of which he settled he settled without a court. The fourth is actually um a woman that was pregnant. And apparently the story is, you know, she she looked at Tank and asked him to help her out of the car because she was pregnant, and that's when he just he just drove away, and she like she will not settle like she she wants this to go to trial. So that like I'm actually kind of worried. Tank actually may be convicted here, and whether or not he has to serve like actual jail time, like he's gonna have to be going to court. So I, I mean that happens in mid February, and this fight's supposed to happen in April. I don't know. I'm I'm a little terrified of that happening. Um, I know, like I, I I wasn't watching boxing a lot back then, but I know Floyd got convicted of of something where I think he had to serve 90 days in yeah, jail. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, but he they were they they um they requested it to be the, the you know his sentence to be postponed until after he had a fight. Hilarious that that's a thing. <laughs> uh, justice is served unless you have unless you have a boxing match to get to. Um, and then you can wait. So maybe that happens. But the other thing that you just said about two pay-per-views, you know, it just came out this week that uh, Errol Spence and Keith Thurman, who, you know, from all from everything you've heard, Spence's side petition, petition for the Thurman mandatory to be first in line here. Uh, but it's not going to be at 147 for the title that he's the mandatory challenger for the WBC is apparently going to approve for the fight to be at 154. So then why does, you know, how is he satisfying a mandatory title defense against a guy in a non-title fight? I just, we'll talk about that in a minute, but that's, if that's in April and that's hundred percent going to be pay-per-view PPC is not going to put two pay-per-views on in the same month because they're going to want to spread their revenue out in the quarters, which means like June's June's probably not even a possibility, and that's typically a Tank Davis fight date in June. Um, so then that puts us in the back quarter of of twenty twenty three, and then yeah. when you when you start talking about that, now we're now we're talking about Garcia not being in the ring for over a year again. So we're gonna have more like we're gonna have more like more inactivity from Ryan Garcia when he was just trending the other way of having activity, you know. Yeah, uh, it's. I don't know. I don't think it's looking good. He's. Yeah, exactly. He's. It almost feels like Ryan is going to have to reignite that 
man er, that not mandatory the uh the tune up that he skipped for yeah. sometime here in January. It's supposed to be the end of January. Well, I, well it's not going to be end of January. It was supposed to No, be, it was supposed I'm, to be the end of January. But I'm saying, saying yeah. he, he's going to have to call that guy back and be like, "Hey, let's get it on in like April." Like I I don't know. And, I'm and, like, yeah, if I'm if I'm that team cuz again, co- there's no contract signed. So if I'm that team, like I'm saying this needs to be taken care of immediately. So I know I need I know what to do with my fight cuz like Garcia like Gar- the last thing Garcia needs in his career is more inactivity yeah like it just can't happen but just for i mean and just for his exposure it's like bro like like yeah people know you and like you know you have a good following you can't just fight once a year like you're not building momentum that way like you're just not so uh i'm i'm a little concerned you know if the fight does happen again early prediction i think i've been i don't i don't think either one of us has really come off this like i i still think tank's gonna win that fight um I think I think Ryan just has too many bad habits that Tank's gonna and that's just gonna fall right into what Tank Davis does great counter punch bam catches you night night in words of Steph Curry yeah probably right uh, so but hey like, you know, again Tank again not a you know people were talking up the fight that it was a good test this and that he broke uh, what's the venue in DC uh, the Verizon Center yeah Verizon Center he set the uh, he set the uh, uh, all-time fight, you know, I guess boxing um, no, ticket sales. No, not a- anything for that. Oh, any any event in uh, any the- gate. Oh, wow, awesome! So, five million. Yeah. You know, say what you want about the Mayweather Protection Program, Leonard Ellaby, the way they 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 did they did an excellent job of building Tank's profile, his fan base, and his fan base is loyal and. They travel in numbers to support Tank. They buy tickets. They buy his pay-per-views. Didn't have to travel for this one. This was his backyard. Yeah, it was. Ba- this one was basically his backyard. But listen, there were celebrities in the house. Like they wanted to see Tank. Um, you know, I don't. You know, again, they people try to throw the word ter- the word cash cow around. Um, I don't know that Tank's ever done fifty thousand anywhere. And Tank's not. Yeah, he's twenty eight. And I love. I I love Tank um, as a fighter. But like you know, there's really only two cash cows in boxing, in my opinion. So and I so tank tank's getting there. Like he's he's in the right direction. Um, but again, there's in that next tier of guys. Like I don't think there's like Ur- I don't think Earl Spence can even really hold Tank's jockstrap. I feel like a lot of Earl's stuff has to be in Texas, and I, I feel like a lot of that stuff's inflated. But neither neither here nor there. Um, so. And we we were the another thing we were speculating on is how many pay per view pay per view buys. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. We're, I, we're set, setting over under. I, I'm setting over under at one seventy five. Right, seventy five. Yeah. Yeah. My my guess is that somebody like Dan Raphael is gonna come out and gonna say it was two. You know, like like oh, two hundred twenty thousand pay per view buys, and then you're gonna hear someone come out, someone else come out and say, not nah, oh no, it was ninety thousand. Huh. Split the split split the difference. I I think it I I think it probably did around like 120, 130. Gotcha. It wouldn't shy because again, while the matchups weren't weren't uh that exciting, they did have three marquee names on 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 the on the card. So, so I think yeah. we'll be close to that. Um, so real quick, Spence this this Spence Thurman hilarity. Um, I I love the notion of. Again, here's here's like the inconsistency with boxing fans. So you know you have a lot of people that are basically calling Keith Thurman a tune-up for Earl Spence, and then you have you know the Spence the Spence stands and the PPC guys saying 
Keith Thurman's an all-time great Hall of Famer. He ain't no tune-up. And so here's here here's my take. Keith Thurman's not a tune-up, but this is far from some tough challenge that Earl Spence should be commended on for fighting. Keith Thurman has fought three times since the spring of 2017. That's five years. Five years. He has had three fights. He had two wins, one of which was against a journeyman in Jose, who, uh, I guess, Jose Lopez, who Lopez, and Lopez almost stopped him in, uh, I think, the seventh round of that fight, had him hurt bad. He goes on to win a majority decision. Loses to Manny Pacquiao, which no shame in losing to Pacquiao, but again, if you're losing to Pacquiao at 40, how are you beating Earl Spence in his prime? Uh, um, and then he loses. And then he he in his his first fight back in you know four years he fought Mario Barrios. Who the only thing you're ever gonna remember about Mario Barrios is that he got knocked out by Tank Davis. Barrios' first fight at 147. He's a 140 pounder. Um, that's that. So he fought. He he's fought. Yeah. So he's fought three times since the spring of 2017. Now on the and now Spence fans are going you know, saying, oh what a challenge! Like Spence is always fighting the best. Meanwhile, those same people were shitting on on Crawford beating, fighting and beating Sean Porter because Sean Porter had one foot out the door and wasn't the same guy. Since that same, since that same, that same date in 2017, um, Sean Porter had fought two, four, six times, <laughs> had six fights against, and, and and these were against Garcia, Ugas, Spence. And then Crawford. So, like, how are you going to tell? Like, you're gonna you're gonna basically say that you're gonna discredit like you know Crawford stopping spent or stopping uh, Sean Porter, saying ah oh, you know he's just you know guy guy was guy was out the door. Guy fought guy had six six seven fights in the same five year span. <laughs> Keith Thur- Keith Thurman had three in. Like, come on, man. Like, give me a break. Oh, compare comparing. Uh... Keith Thurman versus uh, Porter. Like I'm comparing, like yeah. uh, like Crawford Porter to like how how the how the Spence stands basically crap on that, but will 100% hype up him fighting Keith Thurman and how Thurman's not a tune up and how Thurman's awesome, but like Thurman's again Thurman's fought three times in five years in that same time frame when when you know Porter was was one foot out the door and not the same guy. He fought twice as many times. Like he was twice as active. As Keith Thurman was in that time frame, like, yeah. th- like Thur- you're gonna tell opponent. you're, you're yeah, gonna tell me Thurman sure. doesn't have one foot out the door, but Sean Porter did. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. This is and they're again they're not even fighting at 147, which I I don't. Someone has to explain to me how this satisfies a mandatory title defense, and yeah, people that, make that, it up. That these, makes no sense. I don't know. How well, and, and, and now you have the people that are starting to say, well, who else? Who else did you want him to fight? And then you say Boots. Well, Boots already had a fight lined up. It's like. But this 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 fight against Karen got announced mid November and like probably probably I don't even think it got actually announced until the first week of December. It's like that like the the Spence Crawford negotiations were dead by the end of October when the World Series was it was dead. So like one they could have e- you don't they could have easily made it. There's yeah, no you don't like they couldn't. How many fights get canceled on a weekly basis? Yeah. They couldn't. Have, you don't think PBC could have pivoted from Spe- or Boots versus Karen to Boots versus Spence for April? Come on. Even still, they they still could do that fight. Boots fought two rounds in 2022. Two rounds, and he just had a fight. You think he? You think they wouldn't line up and say, "Let's go. We'll fight in April. We'll we'll take the fight." They want it. This is a fight they want. 
They want to have a big money fight between Thurman Spence. They control both guys. They get a cut out of both guys. And they know Thur- they they know this is a swan song for Keith Thurman. They'll get another win for Errol Spence to build him up for either um, the start of his career at 154 or try to give him – somehow this will give him more leverage, I guess, over Brett Crawford it, if they go back at 147, which yeah. – it, like Craw- the guy you gotta convince is Bud Crawford, not anybody else. So like, Craw- like you beating you beating Thurman at one fifty four ain't gonna convince Bud that he needs to change whatever his expectation is for his payout. Yeah, it, it just just wild, dude. Absolutely wild. I whatever. Yeah, so silly. It's, it's all it's all bogus. I I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm just impressed that after doing the original 24 minutes of boxing, we've we've managed to get it back up to 28 minutes again. <laughs> well, to be fair, we didn't get to do that. We didn't get to do the uh, the Spence Thurman uh, side of it. So we were bet on par, bet on par. Good job, Drew. I tried. It wasn't I? We we were we were really rolling there on that first take, but it's okay. It's all right. So I have the two beers podcast. We do everything twice. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Uh, I think that's it. We got you. I mean, we got. I know we got. We got uh, a couple guys fighting this week. Um, Shushu's back on the card for for ESPN, top rank. Um, Ajogbe is fighting some guy Shaw, who I I guess I should be giving the guy more credit. Um, but yeah, the odds are, uh, Shaw's actually the favorite, minus one forty five. I don't. Do you know who this guy is, Stephen Shaw? No idea. Not yeah, a Stephen Shaw minus one forty five. Ajabe <coughs> plus one fifteen. Uh, over and under rounds. Um, how many? Was, was it a ten round fight? I, I I think so. Seven and a half. Eight and a half. Uh, okay. With the over and minus two thirty five. I'm kind of shocked people think Ajabe is can go. I guess because I guess they last saw Frank. Did Frank? It was that that went the distance, right? Yeah, Frank, Frank Sanchez. Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah Frank, Frank Martin. Frank Martin. No, no, you're right. No, Frank yeah, Frank Sanchez. Sanchez yeah. I, I was just laughing at myself. Sanchez, Sanchez Martin. went yeah. the difference, and I still, again, I still, <laughs> I still, I still hold, I still hold that one Ajabe uh, was not given a knockdown that he should have, and that uh, San- Sanchez basically getting a free shot uh, to his temple when he was when he when he was down on a knee yeah. completely changed uh, that fight. But yeah, neither here nor there. Um, so a jog bay by decision plus three fifty, a jog bay by KO plus two seventy five, Shaw by decision plus one thirty five, Shaw by uh, KO plus four hundred. Uh, right. draw, right. draw is plus fourteen hundred, which usually they're plus eighteen hundred. So um, this one's a little bit more likely to be a draw mm. slightly. Um, I I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll probably watch it. Um, it's free on ESPN. Why not? Yeah, I'm sure it'll be on the app, right? Uh, yeah, you're probably right. It'll probably be an ESPN Plus thing. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to see Jogway get back on the knockout train, but I guess yeah. we'll see what happens. I mean, is it if if he can get another this if he wins this and maybe gets one more under his belt? Um. Get back on the on the. Uh, I was gonna say, line. is 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 him versus Big Baby a possibility? Next next year on Heisman night. Could be not next year. I mean, in the in the in the this this year sure, Heisman sure. night. Yeah, yeah. Um, could be. Yeah, you know. Be an inter- um, that'd be an interesting one. 
But if he loses this, his yeah. his career Stocks is really down. derailed. Yeah. 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 Yep. And that was his a that uh, Sanchez was his only loss, right? Uh, I believe so. Um, I'll, I'll give that a double check. But <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so we're getting in two or I think two weeks. We're getting closer. To what? Better be if makes his return. Anthony Ooh. Yard. <laughs> What's our nickname? For better be if. He's just, a, I know we always say he's just a bastard, a mean bastard, but I feel like we had another nickname for him. Um, we have so many now. El Tamidor, that's Navarati. Yeah, Jogby just has the one loss. I okay. don't know. I, I, I forget. I'll have to go back. I'll have to go into the archives. Oh, you know what? Sanchez wasn't Jogby's last fight. Remember, he fought some. No, yeah, he, he's had a fight in between. No, I, yeah, that was, he, he that, that fight just took a little bit of luster off of him because he lost. Yeah, and he fought some nobody. Yeah, and he won. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I forgot. Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't remember. All right. Let's let's move on from boxing. Alrighty. Um, uh, let's go to the NFL, bruh. Um, so we recorded the go for two uh, a couple days ago, so that's a lot of in depth analysis there. Um we just have a couple points to make here. And we're gonna make we're gonna make our picks against the spread for this week. It's gonna be strictly '80s Joel, sirs. Um, eighty what? Strictly '80s Joel. <laughs> what is that from? Step Brothers. I don't remember the band. The band. Yeah, I don't remember. It's a, the Billy. It's the Billy Joel cover band. It's like we only do a play, play piano man. <laughs> we only do '80s Joel, sir. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great, great. How's that apply right now? <laughs> uh, because we were—I was, I was going to say—I thought you were going to say we're only—we're—we've already done the in-depth analysis, and we only—we're only—we're only doing uh, our picks of the spread. So that's where it's going to come to hand. Uh, 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 we only uh, do it. But all you, right, I'm back. I'm back. I got yeah, it. We're there. We're there. Um, sweet, sweet. So one one thing I did—we did want to point out, which you and Teddy thought that you pointed this out, but you didn't. sure didn't. And. My dad said this to me, and I didn't really put two and two together, but, like, is there a possibility that Lamar's actually healthy and he's basically doing the whole I'm sitting out the bowl game thing to not wreck my stock for the offseason? Like, is that possible? It's possible. He hasn't played in, what, six weeks? And his coach kind of refuses to answer the question. Yeah. This was this was supposed to be uh, a three to four week injury tops, and I, I just gotta say, if he's doing this because he's protecting his own contract, like that is the exact opposite of Mamba mentality. Correct. That is pathetic. You you have a great defense. You have you're you're in the tournament. You have a if. You have that team that they have, which they don't have any great receivers, fine. They're an elite running team, and they have a great defense. And he can make a huge difference. You could be a Super Bowl contender if you come back and play well. And, you, and you're just going to punt on that chance to, to make a run at the Super Bowl? And, you, like, where is this – I don't want to say this generation because <coughs> – 
there are people who get it, like Giannis. Yeah. And, and there are athletes who get it, but like, well, look at Jay, look at Jalen Hurts. He doesn't have a contract extension. Yeah. All all you people that think that this is like, okay, this is smart. Like, where is your zest and your 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 hungriness for glory? Yeah. Like. You're, so you're only playing this for money. That's it. That's the only like that is that is 2008 Derrick Rose where he had a chance to come back for a playoff run and he didn't take it because he he said he wanted to be able to have have knees when he was in his 60s or something. I think you're like off that. by like four years, but yeah, that's the right person. It's just like, dude, you you don't get a chance like this all that often. Yeah, and. Like it's easy for me to say because I'll never even sniff that kind of money, but like at the same time, like no nah, man, like you, what what are you gonna be remembered for in life? Because guess what, no matter if what happens, you come back, you don't come back, you get injured, you don't get injured, you will get a very large contract. Now you might get double the contract by being healthy, fine, whatever. But don't give me the whole he's going to set up his kids for life. His kids are number one; they're already set up for life. Number two, his kids' kids will be set up for life with his next contract, no matter what. It's just different scales. So, like, where is your Mamba mentality and your hunger for a championship? Yeah, well, and the other thing too, like if he, and if he's injured, he's injured. Fine, I get it. Like if 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 you have that doubt in your mind that like, damn it, I'm gonna come back and play at eighty percent, and I'm gonna get injured, and and I'm not gonna win, and I'm gonna screw myself out of the contract. Fine, I get it. I'm not criticizing that. I'm criticizing if he's healthy and he says screw it. I I'm looking out for me. Yeah, and it's not just like sticking it to the Ravens. Who, by the way, like from all I. I I'm pretty sure they offered him a contract in the neighborhood of $300 million. I don't know what the guarantees, the bonuses were. I think that was the number that got floated out there. But he wants the, uh, Deshaun, the Deshaun Watson deal, which that's what really gets me. Like, you have these national media guys, and I, I, I'm i not – well, whatever. I'm not even going to bring up the that rat on uh, him and Broussard show. But, like – they're criticizing the Ra- like they're they, like they're you know criticizing the Browns for giving Deshaun Watson. The Ravens offered him two hundred fifty million with one hundred thirty three million guarantee. Yeah, so like the Ravens didn't just the Ravens aren't like just like say it's not like the Ravens haven't offered him a contract. Like that's what, that's what people make it out to be like he wants Deshaun Watson. Like it's like it's like this thing with Rudy Gobert in the NBA. Like you know guys want like OG like the Raptors won four first rounders for OG Abenoni because or whatever, how the fuck you say his name because they because they just saw Rudy Gobert get five first round picks. Like that's what he wants. And like you have all these national media guys criticizing the Browns for giving that asshole deal, but then like you want the Ravens to give it to Lamar Jackson. Like which which is it? You can't have both both things. But I mean the bigger thing for Lamar, if he is healthy and doing this, like you're also like screwing over all your teammates because all these guys like have you know fought their, their asses off all to win too, yeah. Yeah. Like you, they fought their asses off all all season. Like some of these guys might be dependent on contracts too. And they got, you know, the third coming of uh, you know, friggin' Tarvarius Jackson throwing him the ball now. So like um, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a bad look if it ever comes out that, you know, he actually was ready to go and this all had to do with his contract extension. Um, 
And I always go to your point. I always go back and we always make fun of, you know, we joke around about Zion and, you know, the Pelicans having to teach him how to run and all this nonsense about, um, the, you know, him never being, him not being available to play for pretty much all of his career and still getting $200 million. I will always give that guy credit when, remember, remember the shoe, uh, the shoe, uh, fiasco back when he was at Duke where his shoe exploded against North Carolina. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. Um, and he, he hurt his knee and, you know, every all, you know, the Jay Williams of the world, everybody, all the sport media guys were like, you know, he shouldn't play another game at Duke, pack it up and just, just hold out till you're the number one pick in the draft. And Zion came back and said, yeah, man, like me, we, you guys don't know the work we've put in. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm coming back and we're going to win the national title with my, with my, with my teammates. Like, I will always give him credit for that because he could have easily just said, yeah, I'm like the bowl game thing. I'm, nah, I'm done. I'm going to like Ben Simmons did basically. Ben Simmons didn't he didn't care to go play in the NIT with uh with the rest of his team that like busted their asses all season. He's like, nah, um that's cool. I'm just I'm gonna go to the draft. See you later, guys. Yeah. So uh just wanted to get that out there because that's something that you had thought that you had I mentioned. I yeah, yeah, we didn't actually say I think we just alluded like that nobody actually knows what the hell is going on with Lamar Jackson at this point. And then he, t- I think he tweeted out he's got like sprained PCLs and all kinds. Of- I don't, I don't know if you saw that like a couple hours ago. Uh, I did not. Yeah, he tweeted out. Maybe he actually is injured. Thank you everyone for your support and concerns regarding my injuries. I want to give you all an update. I am recovery. I suffered a PCL grade two sprain on the borderline of a strain three. There's still inflammation surrounding my knee, and my knee remains unstable. I'm in good spirits as I continue with treatments on the road. I wish I could be out there at my guys. Uh, but I can't give 100% of myself to the guys and the fans. I'm still hopeful we have a chance. Yeah, all right. Well, if he's if he's really injured, then he's really injured. That's yeah, that's I mean, we'll completely see. different. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I did not read that two hours ago. I developed. I mean, I, don't, well, I mean, we'll ago. see. I mean, well, again, we'll. You know, he says he's not 100%, but like, who knows what that even means? So maybe you're not wrong. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, let's get down to the picks. Let's do so, it. You got you got it open. I did. Let me. But then your sure but I then your phone your phone went like 1990s like fuzzy channel on you. Pretty much. Um. All right. So let's get let's get it. All right. First game 4:30 on Saturday. We have the Niners at home versus the Seahawks minus nine and a half. What's the over under? 42. God. Apparently it's supposed to be raining real bad. I hate you, Vegas. I kind of like the under. I do too. All right, so we're going to take the under of 42 and a half. Uh, this site has 42, but yeah, I don't, it's going to be something like that, but yeah. All right, way. 42. Seattle, San Fran. Yeah. Love that. The next game, 8-15. <coughs> Excuse me. The Chargers on the road at the Jaguars. Chargers favored minus two and a half. The over-under is 47 and a half. I said this on the go for two. Don't bet any of this. <laughs> I, ha- I have three teams that are in the no-fly zone, and both of these teams are, are in my no-fly zone, Chargers and Jaguars. That being said, the pod must go on. So you got to pick something. I I think the Chargers win by one. I'm going to say so I guess I'm going to say Jaguars cover. Even though I think the, the Chargers should win by 
Two and a, wait, it's it's a two it's a two point spread, and you think the ja- the Jags are gonna cover? Yeah, I think the Chargers win by one. <laughs> That's one or one or two, and then the and and they don't cover the spread. That is wild. Something like, something like. Thirty-nine, thirty-seven. The Chargers win like by that. one. That would be something. Yeah. Like, All right. Like that 30, won't be part 30, of the parlay. Thirty-eight, well, thirty-seven. Chargers. Oh no, Jags are going to cover. You're saying. So Jags, yeah. mi- Jags minus two. Because I actually think that the Chargers are going to go ahead and, and win by like thirteen. That being said, so we're just gonna pick. We're just gonna reverse jink the opposite of you. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna fade myself. Is it two or two and a half? What did you say? It says two and a half here on this app. So Jags minus two and a half. All right, that's our it, official pick. Pencil it in. Um, what do you think? Um, I think I think the Chargers win by uh ten. That's my initial thought too. Should we just do that? Let's. Nah, let's go with your theory. Jags cover two and a half. Fade myself. Yeah, let's okay. just let's just let's just let's just do a, a JO hedge. <laughs> um, okay. Next game. Sunday, one o'clock. We have the Bills at home versus the Dolphins. Tua is out. Yes. Um, what's the latest with Teddy Two Gloves? I it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, for the spread it might. No, I I don't I I haven't seen anything yet. So, what's the spread? You ready for this? It's probably like what fourteen. Yeah, 13, <sighs> 13 and a half. What's the over under? The over under is forty three and a half. <sighs> I'm kind of tempted to take the over, thinking like the Bills put up something silly like thirty five points. I am too, but if the Dolphins have Skyler in there, are they going to score at all? Basically? Are they going to score double digits? And there's no Mostert. Yeah. Oh man, that's just so many. We got to pick something. That's just so many points. I also just don't want. I just don't want to be rooting for Miami in any facet of that game. I'm going to say Bills cover that big. I'm going to say that's one of the ones where they're asking you to not take it because it's so big. So I'm, It's, I'm it's 13 and a half? It. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm okay with it. Okay. All right. Sunday at 440. The Vikings have a home game versus the Giants. The Vikings are minus three, which is the basically a pick em spread when you get the three points at home. The over-under is 48. Ooh, that's juicy. I kind of um, like the under there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, I I think the Giants are going to win, but I I wish I wish I was getting like five. I wish I yeah I I wish it was five and a half. Fucking Vegas. I, I wish I was getting five and a half. Yeah, let's let's say I have the no under. problem taking the Giants plus three because as I said on the go for two, like the Vikings will probably win in some BS way. Let's, and, and if you think if you think the Giants are going to straight up win, let's just take the the take the. Let's plus do both. Eight. Let's 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 put both picks in here. I mean, this isn't the parlay. This is just some are we're going to keep track of how we do here. Let's do that. Okay. Let's do Giants getting the point and Giants to cover. Giants plus three. Okay. And then Giants. I, I think three. that's another one where the Vikings win by one or two. Wait, the Jags were and sorry, the Jags are were getting two and a half, right? 
Correct. Yeah, Jack's forgetting. Yeah, sorry, I wrote it down wrong. Okay. Yeah, I just think the Giants went out right. I uh, I don't like the Vikings. I haven't liked them all season, and I, whew, I don't trust Kirk Cousins in this game. I I think he's going to be feeling a lot of pressure, man. Yeah. All right. Um, Saturday I, I, or I, I yeah, Sunday night. Uh, Sunday night, eight fifteen. The Bengals at home versus the Ravens. The Lamarless Ravens. The Bengals are minus nine 11? and a half favorites. Ooh, nine minus and a half. Minus nine and a half. And it is the over under is forty and a half. Uh I like the Bengals to cover. Um Nah, division you get the division thing going in your head? That I, I think that one is spot on. I think it's somewhere between seven and ten. Okay. Um I'll go with your instinct. I, I, What's I the over-under? Uh, 40 and a half. I just I think the Ravens' defense is good. Which is why I'm, like, kind of ashamed that Lamar's, like, not able to play. I, I, th- I think Cincinnati's going to win by 10. So you want to take them to cover the nine and a half? I do. Okay. I, I don't have a feel for it. Um... So uh, that's and fine. it's in Cincinnati too, right? Correct. Yeah, I I do. I like that. All right, and then spilling over to Monday night. <sighs> this the, is a highly highly debated on the uh, the go for two. It really was the uh, the Buccaneers are home versus the Cowboys. The Buccaneers are getting two and a half points at home. the The Cowboys are favored by two and a half. The over under is forty five and a half. I like the over there. I think that that's one where there's a bunch of scoring at the end. And it goes from like being like with probably six minutes to play. It's probably like one score away. And then it probably ends up the total ends up being like 55 instead. Like it ends up clearing the over under by a lot. What's the over under? I'm sorry. 45 and a half. All right. We'll do it. I I think the Bucks went outright. What's Um, the what's the spread? Two and a half. The Bucks getting two and a half. Bucks getting two and a half. It's great. At home. Yeah. Well, maybe the NFL should stop letting average average teams in, teams the, in play- the playoffs. <laughs> or mediocre. I forget what you said. It was great though. Well, what it, you said that yeah, they beat a bunch <coughs> of average teams, and I'm yeah. like, well, you call up the NFL and tell them <laughs> to stop letting average teams in the playoffs. Yeah, I I, th- I think you misconstrued my point there. But that was funny. You're, you said I, I was uh, on the re-listen. I was crying or when you said that. I was like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> oh, it was so good. It's like I wasn't talking about playoff teams. <laughs> Excelente. Um, okay. So that's our picks. That's what we're going with. That's the bets. Um, yeah, so we'll ra- ra- round it out one more time just for everybody. We're taking the under in the Seattle 49ers game of 42. It's supposed to be uh if that doesn't hit, we're going to blame Teddy cuz he basically made it seem like it's going to be a friggin' rainy uh, hurricane out there. Yeah. We're taking the Jags plus 2 and a half, Bills minus 13 and a half. Uh we're taking the under of 48 and a half in the Giants Viking games and the Giants plus 3, Cincinnati minus 9 and a half against Baltimore. 
and we're taking the over uh, 45 and a half in the Tampa Bay Dallas game. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that ta- that Tom Brady will have the ball on the on the one yard line and not get the over for us. Oh man, that I'm. <sighs> I, I I can I still remember my elation when the week before we should have been done, and then Kyler Murray throws that re- against the Bills throws that ridiculous hail mary to deandre hopkins remember that in double coverage i forgot that. or triple yeah. cover and we cover like it should have been over a week before and we went on that and we're like it's meant to be it's happening and then the next week we lose we lose it all because because tom brady can't score on first and goal <laughs> and if, you're new, the if you're new to the podcast when we first we our parlay every every week we start out with five bucks and if we win we roll it over to the next week when we first started the podcast, we, were on we, did, fire. A, we did a three-team parlay, and we hit, like, the first four. You hit four straight three-team parlays and roll it over. Like, it builds quickly. So we were up to a $700 bet yeah. to win. But, like, yeah, it was, it was 400 when the, the, the Cardinals game happened. Well, it, I think it was, like, 200 to win 700 or something like that. And the Cardinals, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. The Cardinals won – on a hail mary we get up to 700 over yeah triple coverage triple coverage we're like okay this is happening so the next week we come back we bet the the buccaneers game to hit the Fifth, over uh, right? the, over, the over was 51 and a half it was saints buccaneers easy money go it was the the, the buccaneers were I mean, I think they scored like forty in the first half. It was like uh, the that. Saints. It was it was twenty eight to nothing in the first half. Oh, the Saints were up twenty eight. Yeah, and all or twenty eight seven, twenty eight seven. All we all you needed was the Bucks to come out and score in the first possession to really make the Saints have to actually like keep keep playing on offense. And the Bucks get the Bucks get a huge penalty. It's first and goal. On the one yard, yeah, first and goal on the one yard line, and they can't score on four. They have Leonard, Leonard, freaking Fournette, Gronk, and Mike Evans, and the Tom Brady, the king of the quarterback sneak, and they can't, they can't get seven, and they go for it. So they don't, they don't even come away with three. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I, I, I still can't believe, it. and they, I think, I think the it ended up being forty. 45 and a half or 45 was the total score. And, that, and that's what we would, we would have ended up being over two grand and would have just what we, we had a whole, we were going to just have so much merch. <laughs> uh. um, and we even, we even backdoored. Oh no. Yeah. We backdoored a call. The Chanticleers backdoored a cover that same day. And we were like, Oh, that was the one. That was the one that was yeah. going to be the iffy one. And that, that came through for us. Like that oh was the game gosh. we were worried about. Oh right. Lord, uh, man! Any hoodles? Good times, good times. All right, um, let's finish out strong here on some sports. Um, I don't have anything on the NHL this week. Just n- another solid week in the NHL. Do you have anything on the NBA? Um, Kevin Durant got hurt. Another sprained MCL. So Whoa. he's probably he's probably gonna be out a month. That just kind of sucks. 
Um, same and like same like these guys. These guys just keep like falling into his knee. Like again, this was what happened. Like, I think Jimmy Butler went up for a layup, and as he was coming on the way down, he just ran into Kevin. Or he just fell into Kevin Durant's knee. Uh, these guys. It just sucks, man. It really sucks. Uh, I mean, the Nets were on a, a fucking roll. We just, and again, it's probably maybe I'm the jinx. My uh, my my buddy who's a big Nets fan had just bought uh bought his tickets for um, Sixers Nets, uh, in a couple weeks down in Philly, and now no Durant. <laughs> so so pretty sweet. But uh, everyone still is pretty mediocre, except for like two three teams. Um, no no real change here. Uh. As LeBron accosts an official for the seventh time tonight in the game, um, yeah, uh, Curry's back, so that's pretty cool. We got we got we got Steph back in business. Let's see if the Warriors can uh, can start to make a run here. Uh, I'm pretty. I've, I'm coming to terms with the fact that Jokic is going to be a th- yeah three years. It's going to going to be a back to back to back a back to back to back fucking three time MVP like. In what world, man? In what world? This is just absurd. I was thinking about this, too, and it's just like, all the people who were like, oh, man, uh, they they would never, what what's, uh, the guys from, from back then were just a bunch of uh, Home Depot workers. Like, the guy, look at the athletic freaks that play today, <laughs> and it's just like, here's your three-time MVP right here, the, 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 zero muscle slob who moves it two miles an hour who just shreds everybody on a nightly basis one of one of our one of our best memes of all time the you know the the peak of male performance now is Jokic, tyson fury and jordan white yeah exactly so yeah uh it's just pretty nuts I, i can't believe and that's why it's just frustrating these other two years where he should not have gotten it like it's Kobe. Kobe Bryant has one MVP, and Jokic is this loser is going. Yo, Jokic is going to win three in a row, man. Like it's just like it's 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 absurd, just absurd. So, it. and we just keep hating on Joel. I mean, I'm, the Sixers are dead to me anyway. But Joel, Joel's not even going to start in the All Star game. Some like somehow that's a thing because the NBA the NBA got rid of the center position in All Star voting because they don't want the center position to even exist. And now that it's back, they're not. They still haven't put it back in. So like, yeah, Joel Embiid, who's averaging thirty-four points, leading the league in scoring, thirty-four and ten, is not going to start in the All Star game. Just insane. It's just insane. It's your league. I blame you. I I don't disagree. Like this is this. You're, this, you're this, the ambassador. Fix this. It. Is what I give my life for. I just wish people had a brain. Like, yeah. You know, Dev, Devin, uh, Devin, the lab. He's he's so good at, at picking out uh, like the the uh, carries and and travels and stuff. I'd like to get his opinion on this exact topic and see what he would say. But on what Jokic and Embiid? Well, just just yeah, that and just in general, like okay. So a guy like Jokic is shredding the NBA, but then you have all these people saying like. Oh, the game has evolved. The game's so different. Blah blah Not blah. A, yeah, like everyone back then that's a Home Depot worker couldn't survive today. And me, meanwhile, Jokic, who doesn't have that. Even Luca, even Luca Doncic, <laughs> these guys aren't like on the athletic level of, of like some of these other dudes you see, and they're just absolutely unstoppable. Yeah. So, yeah, good point. 
be fun. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get them on the pod. That would be lovely. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, rounding it out here. Uh, just a quick note. Carlos Correa, who we assumed was actually going to complete his contract with the Mets, a uh, few few episodes back. Jokes on us. That fell through. Uh. He he did end up signing with the Twins. Um. I'm assuming. I, I was just trying to research this. That may have been where I dropped the phone on, on the laptop. Um. I I was trying to uh, confirm that he passed his physical for them and i don't know if he did or not but whatever he's on his third or fourth 200 plus million dollar deal <laughs> Contract, at this point. yeah yeah uh good for him so whatever and uh so for this week shout out shout out to him goes to the minnesota to me the minnesota uh twins for giving giving a guy who's filled two physicals having no has not hesitating to give them two hundred million dollars. My shout out to him was actually uh, some some Twitter. That's true. You had somebody different too. So yeah, we'll, we'll, which we'll. Talk I figured about we'd save that. that for entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, parlay real quick. Um, yep. what do we what do we want to pull on the parlay? What do, which which of those picks do we feel good about? I feel good about the 49ers over under. Okay. Um. I like the Tampa Bay over. Okay. What were you more confident in? The 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 Jags or the Bills? Bills. Alright. So we're gonna so we're gonna take Bills thirteen and a half. Yep. We're gonna take the over in the Tampa game and the under in the Niners game. Okay. Alright, parlay it up. We lost last week, unfortunately we 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 hit we hit Andrade by decision, we hit Tank Davis by stoppage, and unfortunately Boots Boots won the fight, but it won, it won twelve rounds and he didn't get the stoppage. We should have just taken the stupid over. Yeah, that <sighs> that did not work in our favor. Eddie Hoodles. I I don't. Why would we take the over though? Because he could easily just. It was three and a half rounds, like. Yeah, yeah, but he could easily just. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just, he won the last fight in two, so yeah, he yeah. could easily just hit the guy in the. Yeah, that's round. fair. I'm just revision. In the words of uh, our buddy Teddy, revisionist history. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Those three you want to go with? Yeah, let's do it. All right, I'll get it in. Um. Uh, I guess on that note. You ready for beer two, finally? Yeah, we're there. It's been 84 years. And a three. We and heard all the stories. I was doing the uh, the Titanic meme. Nice. With Rose. Nice. Yeah, my bad. All right, assume positions for the world-famous two-brew salute. And a three. And a and two. two. And, and a, one. a one. I am still sipping on this this beautiful Jack Daniel, so I have, I have no uh, no pop. I'm getting into my second. Like, second like Devin, I'm like Devin Haney over here. No pop. Oh, that's just that's just mean. <laughs> um, I'm getting into my second. <sighs> I'm like, nugget oh, God. Ah, now I gotta figure out. Now I got I got 20 more minutes to to get it in. That's what Gove said on prom night. Oh, he was overestimating. <laughs> um. Uh. Da, da, da. Oh. Okay. You ready for the um? Shout out to him. Yes. Shout out to him. Um, 
for me was these people that were having a disagreement with a civil disagreement on Twitter uh, about Fear of the Walking Dead, and they were saying how seasons one through three were awesome, and it was all about the Clark family, blah blah blah. It, uh, there's just it was it was not good. Which all, it, it, it all, was all, never good. all all coming on the the announcement that this is the final season. This is the final season, and there's going to be twelve episodes instead of sixteen, and that there's going to be yet another time jump, and. Um, every, everyone seems to be in agreement that the show stinks after epi- season three, but there are some holdouts who say that seasons one through three were gold and are some of the best in the Walking Dead universe, even above the Walking Dead. The, sh- the, sh- the show stunk halfway through season two. Yeah, it was after it was... It, 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 it peaked. It peaked uh, when Strand when Strand delivered the the rules of the boat. Yeah. <laughs> rule number one, it's my boat. Rule number two, it's my boat. And rule number three, just in case you forgot one or two, it's my goddamn boat. <laughs> After that, the show went downhill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and people say, oh, it's, it's, it's all about the Clarks. You don't get it. Well, in your beloved seasons one through three, they killed off two-fifths of, of that family. So uh, shout out to you. Shout out to you. Um, and then meme of the week. Uh, I'll cite one here that my brother sent us. Uh, it it kind of it made me laugh. Um, it was uh like kid Anakin in front of the Jedi Council, and the guy who's basically a conehead says uh some he says your thoughts dwell on your mother, and and then baby Anakin or you know kid Anakin goes my thoughts dwell on your mother. And Yoda and uh, Mace Window go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that one got me. Excellent. I like that. It hit me in my, in, my, in my Star Wars funny bone. Adorable. Um, all right. On that note, beer two. First topic is uh, Tulsa King finale. Tulsa King. Episode nine. Uh, we we were we really had to dig into some research to see if this was really a finale. We're we're pre- we're ninety nine point nine nine percent sure it was. Yeah. Uh. Oh yeah. Pretty confident that we're there. IMDb doesn't seem <coughs> to agree with us, but yeah. every every other article and everything else we've read seems to agree with us. So we're Agreed. we're pretty sure that that it is completed. Um. Ten out of ten, baby. Yeah, it was really good. Um, you, 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 I'm gonna let you drive. You, you do well on these things. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about some of the episodes in some of the uh, earlier podcasts. It's a uh, Taylor uh, Sheridan, creator Yellowstone. Who I, oh, I didn't realize was also working on this project. Uh, great. It's it's just a classic fish out of water story, right? Um, with Stallone being a New, a New York uh, gangster. Uh, you know, basically put out into Tulsa to basically bring New York into Tulsa. Um, you know, and instead of you know, instead of you know, bars and nightclubs, he's he's getting getting a piece of uh, weed distilleries and horse ranches and, and all kinds of stuff. It's really good. Um, 
you know, he basically he gets into a local a local <laughs> a local nitrous war with basically the sons of anarchy out in Tulsa, <laughs> uh, a motorcycle gang, um, while also having a love affair with a ATF agent out there um, until it all comes to head with the New York crime family, <laughs> sons of anarchy, and and the federal government in in the season finale. Um, some friends became enemies. Some enemies became friends. Uh, you know, it was, it, it was really good. And, you know, in the finale, you know, so spoiler alerts here, uh, they did a really good job where they, you know, that the, the, they set up the tone where Stallone gets confronted. He's got, they have, they have the, the antagonists of the biker gang, which has been the last few episodes, the, the New York, uh, crime family who he's working for and you know served his 25 years for in jail they come out to Tulsa um really and, and from if if you believe what they were saying they were they were going to kill him and he basically shows up there with you know basically a whole army of his crew now that he's got out in Tulsa um and says basically tells them never to come back or I'm going to kill you while also taking one of their key pieces was it Chicky? Goody Oh, Goody basically Chick- says he's the main guy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Basically tells Goody, you got three seconds to decide, and he comes over there with him. So, um, he takes Goody, a piece. He, he tells Goody, you want to stay with this prick or come with me? You got three seconds to decide, and Goody goes with Stallone. Um, great scene. Uh, they have a, uh, they ultimately they have a showdown at uh the bar that Stallone has also got you know a. Uh, <laughs> a steakhouse slash bar that Stallone has taken. Uh, now he's got a business interest on the, in. on, the, on uh, Indian lands. Yeah, on Indian land. So it's not under the same law. So him, him and his rag, his ragtag, yeah, him and his ragtag crew of misfits are just you know shot shotguns all ready to go with the final fight against the Sons of Anarchy guy after they stole his seven million dollars through hacking his computer, which I've, I, so, you know, we, if you listen to the pod, we did a big deep dive on Silicon Valley, J.O.'s journey through Silicon Valley. Um, we're huge Dinesh and Guilfoyle guys. And so the actor who I, I'm not going to look it up on my phone because I've been trying to do better. I'm not touching my phone during the podcast. Um, <laughs> the guy who plays Guilfoyle uh, I th- is, I thought you were implying like, at, you were meaning like just bad habits. I thought you were implying like, like you, you breaking, the, and, you yeah, breaking yeah. the podcast literally with your cell yeah. phone. No, I definitely yep. wasn't doing that. But, um, so Gil, the guy who plays Guilfoyle is, uh, one of the Stallone's misfits here. He owns the weed distillery or sorry, dispensary. Um, and in the last episode, he starts talking. Star. Yeah, Martin Star. So he starts talking to Stallone about cryptocurrency, which that at one point towards the end of Silicon Valley, that was like this funny, th- you know, bit he was doing with Richard. He's like, "Really, I am very much into Bitcoin and cur- or, and cryptocurrency. Uh, I have a whole PowerPoint presentation for you." We're just like, we can fast forward, uh, Gilfoy. I-, I understand. He's like, "Really? I was really looking forward to the PowerPoint presentation," which. I remember we were cracking up at that when you during yeah. your watch, and so I, I thought maybe they were going to do it at the end of the episode. I'm like, ah, what a missed opportunity! And in the beginning of this episode, when they go to his house and they ask him if he can hack the the bank account, he go he starts throwing out all these techie terms, and uh, Stallone's driver asks him, you know, how do you know all this? He goes. I worked for an internet startup company for five years, and I, dude, you would you would have thought that like. The Phillies actually won the World Series with the yelp that I let out. It was like, yes, yes, they did it. I texted you immediately. I'm like, Tulsa King finally did it. 
And you just had no idea what I saw. It was I so random. I the episode yet, and I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, they just, they just made a reference. Like, just, just you know, corny and as ridiculous as it is, I just I just was like, eh, why don't you allude that he's, that he's Guilfoyle in, in the same universe? I was so pumped about it. Um, if, if he actually ends up being the real Guilfoyle, that is just the best thing ever. Long con, man. Um, and so anyway, so that, so that basically, that's the last straw for the, the biker gang. You know, they recklessly break into the bar. They're Stallone's crew is waiting for them. You know, every, you know, a couple of Stallone's guys get shot, but you know, just nothing, no fatal wounds. Just, just, a, just enough for them to realize like, Hey, you know, this is, you know, this is part, this is part of this life. You know, it's not just, uh, you know, night giving out nitrous balloons at, at carnivals. Like, you know, I, I could be, I could be getting shot, you know, taking shotgun shells to the, uh, the chest and the kidneys here. Um, <laughs> and you know, I, I really like the way they ended it because it did a couple of things. So it ends with, you know, it ends, um, everyone that got shot was fine. The ATF <laughs> agent, uh, <laughs> the ATF agent that Stallone was sleeping with, uh, she, he get, he basically gives her a million dollars on a flash drive. Um, because she's thinking that she's, drive. Pro- you forgot your flash drive. You forgot, forgot your, your flash, flash drive. You forgot your flash drive. Great. Oh, great, great reference there. Um, and so, like, because she figures her career is over, and he feels bad about it, so he gives her a million bucks of the biker guys, seven million. <coughs> um, and she ends up getting her job back, but then it's this ominous, on one condition thing that you don't see. Uh, you know, the they 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 go they fast forward three months into the future, where the bar is all redone. Uh, the guy who owned the bar, he's out there singing. He, I, he's probably a country music star that we don't even know about. Is going to win male vocal. Uh, Probably. Male vocalist of the year next year. Um, everybody's fine, having a great time, and uh, Stallone's daughters even His come. Daughters and, come, yeah. To the daughter, the daughter that he grandkids finally. Yeah, after after twenty five years of not talking to them, and you know that's starting out to be like, you know, is are, is she, is she going to give him the chance to, um, you know, to make up for lost time and all that, you know, fun stuff? They were all out there, and it ends with the ATF agent basically turned him in for bribing her with the million dollars on the flash drive and takes him away in the cop car. Um, I liked what they did for here's, uh, here's what I liked. They left a lot of things open. So they didn't, they didn't, it, you know, speaking of go for prominent, they didn't blow their load early here on the series. So they didn't just have Stallone and shoot up, uh, ch- basically eliminate uh, Chicky Chicky's number two that Stallone broke his jaw in, um, in the first episode. Like, those guys are still there, so that threat and that, um, you know, that aspect of the show is still alive. They they brought the daughter in, and now that they've, I feel like they built up enough of the side characters, and now have the daughter element to where there were some rumblings that Stallone isn't a total fan of shooting TV because the um, <laughs> the schedule is a little more. Uh, ramped rigorous. up yeah rigorous than um than you know filming the expendables uh se- you know, the seven expendables movies um you know basically shooting those movies you know they, that's like two that's that's like two days uh on set of one episode of uh tulsa king so there are some rumblings that he may not like want to do a second season so i i i feel i think he is because i like the way the show i don't know that anyone has sh- ex- expected this show i don't know the numbers but 
I don't know if anyone expected the show to be as good as it was and for him to get a lot of like a lot of people that like, you know, vote on awards and things have really talked about how um how good he's been in this. So I think he'll continue it, but you know, they left it in a spot where if he were to leave, they probably could keep going with now his daughter. Like I was I was telling you, like they could have his daughter, like they could go that angle, have the daughter basically take over the the crime family he's now yeah. started in Tulsa. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and like I, I think Gilfoyle as a supporting character, like I think he could carry that end. I really like his driver. I don't know if you have IMDb up if you want to grab that guy's name. Um, I don't, I can't remember his name in the show because I, I, you know, now that I binge, I like forget all this stuff. Um, but I really like, I, I like him. Everybody, the you know, the guy that owns the bar. I, I feel like they just did a really good job introducing you to the characters and giving them enough screen time. To where, like, I'm invested in those guys. The guy's guys. name is Tyson. Um, Tyson, yeah, yeah. And the actor's name is Jay Will. Okay. I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen him in anything else before, but um, I really like his. I mean, his dad, his dad's been in tons of stuff. The guy who plays his dad in the show has been in tons of stuff. Yeah, um, uh, yeah like I, I would watch. Even if Stallone's not in the second season, I, I'd still watch it. And I would give it a chance. I would. Oh yeah, yeah, I'd give it a chance. I'd give it a chance. Well. So that's that's why I like what they I like I like what they did. Like and yeah, at the, in, in all reality, um, it's a it is a quote unquote cliffhanger. There's no way they're gonna be able to tie him to that flash drive. You know, I don't think he signed his name to that card. I didn't actually. I have to go back and rewatch it, but I don't um, really think there's any way for that to. Re- they're, they're really not gonna be able to trace that to Stallone. That's an interesting point. I didn't think about that, but Tyson's the one who took it in. Yeah, but he he didn't give it he didn't give it to her, right? Didn't he just drop it off with a nurse? Um. Yeah, but somebody they're gonna be able to tie it to Tyson, and at that point, is like I don't think Stallone, especially considering Stallone did time for other people, I don't think that he would let Tyson do time for him. Especially we'll since Tyson's young and he's seventy five. We'll see if they can tie it to him. I don't know if they could either, but he would. I, I think he would step up and take the fall. I well, I mean, he could also Tyson could also say it was, uh, you know, he could pull a, a Saul Goodman and basically say that the head of the biker gang uh, basically threatened him to threatened him to give it to her as a bribe to cut to get off to get off his ass. The guy from the. The, the the guy that Stallone Ramboed and basically uh, plunged his head through the the, <laughs> the deer antlers. So I uh, yeah I don't know. He could basically he could basically say that the flash drive and that card were for him and that guy because that guy had already you know had already set him up and got him in jail. He could basically say that's who gave it to me and basically threatened me if I didn't give it if I didn't give it to her he was gonna kill me. I don't know about that. Why? <laughs> Why? Because why is that? Is that not a plausible story? I don't think so. I I think it's more plausible that he could say that. <laughs> it's they, his word. It's his word. It's his word. I guess nobody. There's no. There's no. He's the only witness. I think. I think it'd be more plausible if he said he was trying to turn over evidence. Okay, or that too. That works. Yeah. Either way, I just. I you know. I. I'm. I'm sure. I'm sure this isn't going to be the thing. This is like. I. I feel like they're not going to be able to tie that to him and make yeah. it stick. Yeah. So, I don't know about that. Yeah. I. I really enjoyed it. I thought it. Uh. Again, it was, um, you know, Stallone, as much as I love Stallone, you know, I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's not Robert De Niro out there, <laughs> but um, I thought he did very well in this role. I did too. I thought it was, I thought it was good. That was really good. 
Um, and all the supporting cast did well as well. I, I you know, I, I, I don't know. I guess my, like, I'm trying to see where my criticisms and picking nits would be, but I guess it would just be that it was a little cheeky at times. But other than that, like, I don't really have a lot of criticisms, criticisms of it. It's not overly complex. I mean, no, it's, it's, again, it's, it's a, it's a basic fish out of water story. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's good. I like it. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Really, really look forward to it coming out each week. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't seen it, it's worth, it's worth the binge. I, yeah. I, I mean, par- yeah, I, I wish I, I don't really understand the concept of Paramount <laughs> paramount plus at this point i just, i don't feel like it has enough content to warrant having its own like network um but it is what it is that's unfortunate that you gotta you know you gotta pay that but they they're running like month free month specials and things like that uh you know you can you can blow not i, I think this week was only 37 minutes like they're not full hour episodes so yeah yeah good good call yeah well worth it um yeah, I don't. I don't really have anything else to add there. No, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to season two. See, uh, again, I, the way they left it, they did, can go did with, they, with. Did they mention when they're uh, shooting that and when uh, a target time? I no, I didn't. I didn't. I, see, I don't I, think there's any news on any of that. No, I probably you probably won't see it until 2024. Yeah, 24. Yeah. 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 Probably. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, we're already. Yeah. Yeah, because this is January 23. I yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, because they're gonna have Yellowstone come back in the summer. You know, nineteen. Uh, what's the ne- what's the next time jump? Nineteen thirty-two. Um, nineteen twenty-three. Well, we're in twenty-three. Isn't see like season two of that's oh. going? Isn't that gonna be a time jump? Another ten-year time jump? You were telling me. No, I wasn't saying that. Oh yeah, I think yeah. Oh, well, that's the thing. I'm pretty sure season. Season two of nineteen nineteen twenty three is going to be two seasons, and the sec, second season is going to be ten years in the future. Apparently, oh, you didn't somebody. There's no way I knew that. <laughs> I feel like you told me. Um, that was not me. All right. So, uh, yeah, cool. On that note, um, the only other thing to wrap up. You ready to 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 move on? Yeah, Sorry. yeah. The only other thing to wrap up beer two was um, the uh, bullet train, the movie on Netflix that was trending. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Um, we watched it. We did. And people liked it. <laughs> Not you. Um, I'll I'll give the brief synopsis on this one. All right. And then if you don't like it, you can redo it. But here, here's here's basically what it was to me. So the whole thing takes place on a bullet train. Surprise, surprise. This is one of those movies that is uh, low on plot and character development and high on action and quippy one-liners and zingers just to keep the audience audience chuckling. So it keeps you on your toes. It's fast-paced. There's action. You're, you're laughing. And the plot is kind of coming together as these characters discover each other 
exchange some dialogue which kind of reveals different portions of the plot along the way um it it ends up being a series of assassins who cross paths all with seemingly different missions and as they converse with each other as certain ones are fighting dying whatever they realize that you, it starts to become apparent that portions of their missions overlap each other yeah and so you're trying to piece together like wait if this one's here for this reason and that one's here for a similar reason and that person knows that one and these people have a history from a previous fight and you're and it's it's not like a it's not like clue where it's kind of like a deep thinking movie it doesn't really let you give you enough time to stop and think about like all the plots that might be connected but by the time you get to the end and realize that everything was set in motion by one person, that, oh, all, all of these assassins and people were brought here. Basically by the main bad guy. The main bad guy, which, all right. It, it, and I guess at this point I can start to launch into some, some an, uh, analysis. But, like, I just... <laughs> Just why? I don't understand why. Like, why would he bring all of these assassins together to kill each other as opposed to just, like, he could have... One by one picking them off? Why did he want them all dead? Because they all it, they all had some connection to his wife dying. Yeah, I, to me, it was that part of it was hard to follow at the end. It was and, yeah, and, basically and they maybe all... maybe at that point I just had too much fatigue yeah, it, it, to the it point was where basically, I just didn't care. Yeah. His uh, the Bay Bad Guy White Death, um, played by <laughs> I love that guy. Um, what's his face? His name is oh, uh, so Mike. Yeah, yeah Michael Shannon. Brad what's Pitt that? was yeah. Brad Pitt was like the main one. <laughs> he was yeah. He I mean he's he's the main more uh, or the less main, the main uh, character. He's of. one of the main Ladybug. He's one of the main assassins who like no longer wants to kill people. Like he's in, tra he's in a transition mode where he's just doing like grab, grab or grabbing bags or whatever, whatever he calls it. Um, drop, dropping bags, whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, basically white death's wife died in a car crash. Um, which it ends up, it ends up that it was a planned assassination. And like, she was out of, she was, or he, like he had to, like he had to leave to go handle, um, some business because of one of the assassins. Uh, she was le she left the house because um, his son, uh, you know, messed up for like the one hundredth time. So he was set up on the train to die. Um, the doctor that could have saved her died because one of the assassins uh, had snake venom. Get to it's all they interconnected it all. Basically, someone everybody had something to do with the wife being murdered. And then Brad Pitt was just filling in for he. It all starts with him filling in for one for somebody at the beginning, and it turns out he was filling in for the assassin that was driving the car that hit his wife. So um, I know that I pretty much probably just proved your point through that expert. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to explain that. Um, but it was it was very much um, like smoke, smoking aces, uh, lucky number eleven. I don't know if you've seen either of those movies. Um, Nah. But just just it's, the way that it flowed and how a lot of the storylines kind of interlapped, I really I enjoyed it. I I like those movies. I thought they, I, I thought they could have 
lost one of the assassins. I think they had one assassin too many. Like I, I could, the, I don't know who this Bad Bunny is. I know he had some stint in the WWE. He's like, is this a rapper? Is this what he is? Some kind of rapper or something. I don't know what he is. Yeah, I just, I just know he fought in a WWE match or something <laughs> like that. Um, I have no clue who this man is, but like I. I would have probably got rid of him if I had one criticism. I think they had one, just one too many um, overlapping killers in this. I loved Lemon and Tangerine. Um, those two guys, those two guys played uh, where they were uh, played by Aaron Aaron Taylor Johnson. Who they were funny, yeah. That guy, I he they were man, like the only ones I found funny. Quite yeah, I had I had a lot of I had a lot of a lot of Aaron Taylor Johnson stock at one point in my life, just like my just like my stock in Miles Teller and. That has not come to fruition. Um, and then Brian uh, Tyree Henry played Lemon. He's I, I know he's probably like an SNL guy. I, I don't know what else he's in. The only other thing I remember him from is he was the podcaster in um, Godzilla vs Kong. If you remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was the podcaster um, oh, that cool. uh, Millie Bobby Brown ends up uh, you know teaming up with there. So that I I, I really enjoy that actor. They were great. To, he, him. <laughs> Him basically trying to um, use use uh, what is it? Um, what is the train? Thomas oh, the train. Oh, Thomas the train. He, he's yeah, ba- the he's train ba- he ba- he basically defines like all situations and people by Thomas the train characters. I have never seen Thomas the train, so I have <laughs> I couldn't tell like what was what. Like so, he's calling people diesels, this and that. I had no oh, idea what oh, it was. I calling him Percy. Yeah, yeah, I was just laughing my ass off when he was peeling off stickers of trains and <laughs> feeling like I'm people. I'm like, this is so hilarious. Um, really good stuff, man. Really good stuff, um, but I liked it. I and I also liked, and even though this is corny, I liked how Sandra Bullock ended up being his handler. So she did a cameo in this Brad Pitt movie because Brad Pitt did a cameo in the movie with her and um, oh my god, who's um, Channing Tatum. And also, I love that the assassin that got sick that he was filling in for was played by Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yeah. Because Brad Pitt, and I, I know you didn't watch the Deadpool's, but Brad Pitt literally has a 1.3 second cameo in Deadpool 2. Huh. And um, Ryan Reynolds, so Ryan Reynolds did a cameo in this thing. So I, I, I thought, yeah, I liked some of that stuff. But I, I liked it. Um, I don't know that I would watch it again, but I, 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 I enjoyed it. Um, I... I, I guess I'd say I was mildly entertained. Um, like, all the action's fine. I mean, I just... I, it, I don't know. There were just... I, I, I prefer more plot and character development. Yeah, sure. I'm not, I'm not At this point, I'm not really huge on just pure action for the sake of action and... Like, even the one-liners and stuff. I don't think I laughed, like, actually out loud at all during the movie. I think I just kind of, like, snickered at some of the better lines. But, like, I, it, it wasn't for me. That's fair. But it sounds like we need to do the two brew rating scale, 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 scale. Right? Okay. Right? Yeah. Let's roll, right, baby. Brah. Let's drive. Let's let's ride. All right, bullet train with Brad Pitt. Here we go. We if if you're new to this, we have five categories. We rate them one through three, the maximum of fifteen, and we compare and aggregate the scores. 
Uh, no, I'm sorry. We average the scores, not aggregate. Average. Okay. Acting. What you got? Uh, two and a half. I, I thought everybody was great. <laughs> um, I'm going one and a half. Oh, man. No, no, nobody was asked to do anything other than just the action and the quips. Nobody was really asked to act. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Uh, I guess not. I just right. liked everybody. Writing. Uh, 1.75. I don't 1.25. There was just... Okay. I mean, it's kind of annoying that it's called bullet train because really it could have been on a regular train or a plane or a bus or a field or anything like they just chose a bullet train just cuz and not only that but like again there's no depth to to the to the writing i just it was all topical to me plot what you got uh you're not going to like this but I gave it a three. <laughs> I dug what? it. What? I dug it. I dug it. I know. I, I'm a sucker for these movies. I, I, a lot of people, I, I brought it up at work, and people burst out into, like, loved it. They were like, that was great, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't get it. Uh, for me, it's a one and a half. I, yeah. just, I just don't get it. Feel slash genre. What, what do you got? This one was tough. Um, I still gave it a two, because I kind of I I expected it to be. I don't know what the, I don't know what you would call this genre, but I expected it to be like smoking aces. Like um, I actually gave it a two and a half for this. Okay, yeah. I I, I, I was, couldn't I couldn't figure out how to place it, but I think like, it was it, exactly what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just one of those. Yeah, smoking aces. Like one of those. Like. We're going to show it's like a little bit of grindhouse, a little bit of slapstick gore, a little bit, just tons of action, like funny lines, and just try and entertain you with unrealistic type stuff. Um, so I, I thought it, it, it basically hit its genre right on. Rewatchability, the final category. Just a one. I I don't I don't know that now that now that it's all there. Like, I'm more likely to type in Tangerine and Lemon in YouTube and just watch their scenes than actually rewatch this movie. Yeah, I, I gave it a one as well. Okay. Um, I it honestly could be a little bit lower than one if if you wanted to, but um, yeah, one's fine. So for me, I gave it a one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, six, seven, seven point seven five. Is that right? Seven point seven five. What do you got? Uh, I had ten point two five. So what do what do we divide it by? Oh no, we don't divide it by anything. We just do our total score, right? Um, wait, ten point two five, seven point seven five. So that's eighteen. So nine out of fifteen. Yeah, I'd say 10.25 out of 15. 
Oh, you had, yeah, yeah, ten points. I'm gonna look at. I, I'm my score is definitely overstated just because I, I dig these kind of like I like these kind of movies. Yeah, I'm, at, I'm just adding mine up again. That's yeah, right. I would have just again my my biggest critique is I would have just um, seven. I would have just pulled out like Bad Bunny and just got rid of him. I and I by the way I totally knew that Lemon was still alive. After she shot him, it, she specifically, the fact that, like, they didn't actually, I don't think they specifically showed it, but the fact that he was shot in the chest and not the face, I'm like, I was like, he definitely wore the vest and he's going to end up being alive and he's just, he's just knocked out from the, from the water. So, you know, what's, what's funny is I had it on, my wife was watching it with me and I, I, at one point I did fall asleep and she goes and she's like, I only fell asleep for like five minutes, and she's like, "You got to rewatch this scene with the, with the anti venom. It was really good." And I was like, "You found any scene in this really good?" Which not say not saying the it was the movie's fault. Like that's this it was not up my wife's alley whatsoever. So I was shocked that she was paying attention and like found any scene of it any good. And I was just <laughs> like, "What?" I was like, "You liked part of this." Yeah, it's it's. I think most. I love. I'm, uh, God, Kate, Kate, Katie's like fifty percent hotter to me now because she dug this. <laughs> well, I don't know if she liked the movie, but that one scene, she was like, <laughs> that was a really good scene with the anti venom. I like yeah. that. I like that actress too. Who, um, I forget her name, but she was she was the female lead of the Joker. I'm a I'm a big fan of her. Margot Robbie. No, 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 no. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Sorry, I know there's like 600 jokers now. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, Welp. Uh, I got nothing else. I think that does her. Right? Yeah. I think so. For the second time. That's right. Drew, pleasure as always. Good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talking about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs>